0: welcome to Kroll Security Concepts Podcast, a podcast where Kroll security experts discuss the more prevalent topics in today's risk environment. Today's special guest is John Friedlander from our security risk management group. John came to Kroll after a long career managing security operations with a special emphasis on the high-rise corporate office building in the New York City market. John's also the only podcast member with an Emmy on his mantle. We'll have to get into that in a later episode. Today, we're going to be covering the challenges inherent to ensuring proper access controls are in place at your building, while also ensuring your new COVID-19 health management programs are deployed effectively. Hello, John. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Jeff. Great. Managing access control of persons into a high-rise building always has its own list of difficulties and with the proper operational, architectural, and technological controls, has widely been managed to a great effect in the modern office building. The addition of these new health controls, like health screening at the building's entrance, social distancing, PPE checks etc will simply be a new aspect of this management process. John, what do you see as some of the prime challenges for the typical office building in maintaining proper access control in this new
1: environment? So, we see a few challenges, and the overriding fact is that COVID or coronavirus is not going to be receding to a great extent for some time. So, it's predictable that we'll have employees Vendors, contractors, visitors arriving in office building lobbies wearing masks or other face coverings. And we will face challenges for facial verification uh, as well as uh, the need to conduct health checks.
0: Yeah. And I think another question that we're going to have we have these people coming with a mask, they're queuing up, they're trying to get in for their health check before they can come into the building. What we're seeing a lot of our clients face is is who's going to do those health checks. Most of the ones we talk to says, well, base building a do it for us. What we have found is base building says, no, that's not something we're going to be doing. There are some base buildings and there are really some property management firms that have put in health screening as one of their benefits that they're offering their buildings, but a lot of them are, are not offering that because they don't want to be the ones that tell your CEO that they cannot come into their office because they have a temperature of 100.5. Uh, so we are seeing a little bit of issue with that. Uh, some people think the security officers are going to do that, but that's really not what they're there for. Um, so determining how you're going to manage your health screening, where you're going to manage it. We want it to be as far away from, you know, the interior of the building as possible so we can turn people around without contaminating the area, but most people have not really figured out, to a great extent, how they're going to manage this.
1: Absolutely right. These challenges are considerable, especially depending on environment. Urban center high-rise, far more challenging than a suburban or ex-urban campus setting where you might have more room. One of the other challenges will be climate. This is far easier to manage in April, May, June than January, February, March, if you can find space. Outside that uh, could host the health screening process. Th- there are a few options. One is perhaps as people are leaving the parking area and approaching the building, there could be a process station there to uh, conduct the temperature checks. Uh, there's also the thought of using areas right outside a freight or side entrance, that uh, allow incoming flow uh, to the building from designated entrances so that you can leave the main entrance for exit only or for fire egress in the event of an emergency. And there's the thought that the individuals conducting the health check could be behind a transparent barrier uh, that gives them and the incoming person a measure of protection again there are challenges particularly if it's a windy day or a particularly cold day but there there are some options the the other piece is to position the health check the health checker inside a vehicle so they could have some measure if possible of distance and also perhaps be somewhat mobile in front of the building. But it's going to be a process of trial and error and very contingent on the type of building and the type of workforce in question.
0: Yeah, what we have seen is a lot of people are trying to migrate to the the high tech option. And a lot of them think that I put in this camera and a red X shows up when people can't come in and they turn around and walk away and I can just leave the lobby and let them manage it themselves. Uh, are finding that that is not the case. We need to have oversight of this system. We need to have management. You'll find everything from someone happened to have a pair of sunglasses on their head that got too hot in the sun and it's setting off an alarm to, you know, someone that comes in that we've seen it repeatedly, people coming in from their cars, measuring almost hypothermia and their temperatures because they just came in from a very cold car. So there, there's still oversight. There's still management and how you're going to interface with those people you're going to use the technology is going to play a large role in how successful you're going to be. When we look at some of that technology, uh, it does some fantastic things, but what we really have to make sure that the clients are understanding is when they're doing these these temperature checks, whether they're using a handheld thermometer to someone's forehead or they're using the the latest and greatest uh, camera technology to determine temperatures, there's still going to be some level of taking someone's information. And many states are going to require that they do allow people to know this when they come in, that there's going to be a sign that we are taking, in some states and in some regions, uh, medical information from you that might be a little bit different than what most people are planning to do when they started to implement this whole screening program in their lobbies. One of the things that we've seen as an issue is, you know, when we have a lot of people have gone to technology to look at uh, facial recognition when they come in, going through turnstiles to verify that the person with the card is the right person. When you put a mask to that situation, uh, obviously things change a bit. Uh, John, have you seen anything where we've had issues with our technology that's already in place being negatively impacted uh, by the mask uh, that everybody's going to be using inside their buildings?
1: Absolutely. Just because I have a valid access credential doesn't mean I'm the person authorized to use that credential. I could have Fred's card uh, either by mistake or by uh, criminal behavior and be admitted without being able to verify that I'm Fred on camera. Uh, One of the suggestions we have is to build in facial verification as part of the temperature check process, again, from a safe distance or from behind a transparent barrier that the individual, while their temperature is being verified, either lowers or very briefly removes their face covering to match to either their access credential or government-issued ID. And that face check, again, can be done prior to them entering the building uh, on their way to a designated entrance or within the lobby, as long as it's done within the uh, safe practice mode. Uh, And just to circle back uh, to the temperature check, there is a point to be made that just because someone has a temperature doesn't mean they have COVID. And you're absolutely right. Arizona in July it's likely that a person's underlying temperature might be quite higher uh, just from the walk from their parking area to the entrance of the building.
0: Yeah. And we've also seen the the opposite where people say they don't have a temperature, we we'll let them come in and we're pretty much done with our health screening. That's obviously not the case. We have a lot of people that don't have temperatures that are still problematic, have COVID-19 and are able to spread this. So there's it's a multi-layer process. We're talking about what you're going to do in your lobby when you have your access control system and how it's going to implement with health screening. But there's a lot of things that need to go into your overall health screening for your office. And, you know, everybody knows what the CDC tells you, and you need to make sure you have all of those things. We have some other podcasts and videos you can look at that also talk about these things. Uh, what it really comes down to is when we're in the lobby, we're going to have these controls in place, and the one thing that's going to be of paramount importance is going to be the ability to do a trace control. If we're sending someone away because they had the red X on the camera screen because they were higher temperature and we're sending them home, what are we going to do about all the other people that they've been in contact with? Have they been too close together in a line? Have they been at the Starbucks in the lobby for a while before they decided to go through screening, sitting at a table with three other people that are now in my building? These are the kind of things that that buildings with with large lobbies and large populations are really trying to figure out. Another one that we've seen in helping some of the mission essential businesses, mission critical businesses operate, is they have a lot of temporary employees. And there's a lot of times where they might not know 90% of the people coming in. So when they are looking at their face, they're asking to lift up their face mask to see that this is a proper person here. It might not be much of a benefit. So they're having to have three or four people stand in the lobby to say, yes, that's my temporary employee. I recognize that person. And then we have all these people gathered together also creating increased risk. Uh, it's There's a lot of things that have to go into your planning. You have to plan it to your particular space, but there are some things that you're definitely going to have to tackle, which we've covered on this one. I think, you know, when it really comes down to it, what we're looking at is how you can safely, you know, monitor people coming into your facility from both a security access control aspect and also from a health screening aspect. And that's where a lot of people are going to be much more heavily involved in doing that when more and more businesses come back to the office place. I want to thank you, John, for joining us for this episode. I want to thank everybody else uh, for listening, and we hope to see you on the next one.